the Bible. And uh, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. What you, what's cracking with you today? It's a terrific Tuesday. <laughs> today, well, yesterday was my um, one of my friend's birthday, so I had to call them. You know, you ever see somebody and it's like, are we grown? Like when you see your, like, there's certain like milestones in your life where people you've known for a long time, mm-hmm. and you just see them in a different phase. What was different about this phase? Well, like we have a kid, like they was oh. outside at a, at a grill. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like what's going on? <laughs> it was just a lot. You know what's also bugged out about that though is when you realize that like your like pacing of adulthood is it's like different. different. Yeah. Than other people's pacing of adults. Well, I'm from the South, so like I feel like the South very adult is at a, 21. It's different versus like in LA, people be like, "I'm 45, no kids, single. I'm looking for the one." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> I'm chasing. I'm like also in like LA is very much about like career, or like, yeah. even like a New York, like New York, like these big cities, yes. like career, career, career. Versus um, Nebraska. Yeah, they're like Omaha is like let's settle down, let's settle down, start a family. But that's you know. And, but I think also like the career options are more limited, I would mm-hmm. assume. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so about um, finding steady work, steady work versus like I'm climbing the ladder to, to where are we going? Where's the ladder going, Amanda? We don't that's know. A, that's something I talk about <laughs> in my meditation practice on a regular basis. Really? Well, yeah. Where where are you going? Why? What, and why are you blistering your hands trying to get there? <laughs> Me and my friend had a whole like not the one not the one whose birthday it was, but when I went to lunch over the weekend, we had this whole like hour conversation about that very thing. Like, oh, we just climbing the ladder, and it's like I think also too with everyone like striking and just like everything. It's like what are we doing? We made up bills. We did all these things to make our life harder on on ours. Every time I come up with a new idea, I'm just like, why you why you did that? Mm-hmm. Cause now you got to do it. Now you got to do it. <sighs> Such is life in a capitalistic society. I don't even know that it would be the same. Even if I was in a different society, I think I would be. If I was this kind of person mm-hmm. and I was in a different kind of society, I would figure it out. If I was a part of a tribe and we had to, you know plant seeds I'd be like I'm gonna plant the most seeds (laughs) look at my harvest (laughs) but I think I think then it's attached to kind of just like you as an individual versus like you're attached to this big social construct that's forcing you to go beyond so that that, to me is the meditative practice Mm -hmm. is like making sure that whatever you're doing is within your connection and not that you're being pulled by something else Mm -hmm. because that's when you get pulled into some BS you're like dang how did I get here? When, when did this happen? Nobody's supposed to be here. I really just want Deborah Cox to just come here one time and just record just for us. Just for us. A how did we get here that I could play? She should do it. I mean, she would do it. She about to be in the whiz more than. Listen, time I'm gonna come. get a ticket because Deborah, Deborah, rock with me in the seals. What up, Deborah? Miss Cox. What do we got coming up this today, this week, this today, this today? <laughs> well, later today, we're going to talk about Carly Russell, who admitted that she lied. Dang! Oh, man. In the words of Carly Red, she lied, y'all. It was all a lie. <laughs> um, also, California passed state legislation that allows foster youth to attend college for free. We're going to talk about that. Also, it's a lot going on in your comments, Amanda, I, that I've noticed. So we go break that down later in the show. Uh, but this hour, we're going to talk about the updates on the Tupac murder inge- investigation. Also, it's the 10-year anniversary of Black Lives Matter. That was the fast 10 years. So we go talk about just the legacy, the impact. Wow. And how things have changed for our community since then. 
We're going to get into all of that and more. Remember, if you miss any of the show, all you got to do is check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, Side Effects of Willful Ignorance. Mm -hmm. I really am proud of this episode. I feel like I really went in. Very timely. Yes, very timely. (laughs) Uh, So, which I, I guess that's what timely is. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't even plan it and it's just like, bam. So uh, make sure you stick around and uh, we got a lot more show for you. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian, common sense specialist, joined by Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right. What do we got for Black Girl News? Well, Amanda, I don't know if you noticed or not, but July 13th marked 10 years since the Black Lives Matter movement was founded by activists Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tamidi. Um, the movement. Actually- you know, we went to lunch with Alicia Garza. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I met Alicia, <laughs> y'all, over donuts. They were very, very good. Yes, yes, <laughs> they, they were in Atlanta. <laughs> I still think about those donuts. <laughs> um, but the movement was born in 2012 following the shooting death of 17 year old Trayvon Martin at the hands of George Zimmerman. Um, That case obviously failed to provide justice for Trayvon, but it served as a racial awakening for this new generation of activists. And now we have the whole Black Lives Matter organizations as a global networks in the past 10 years. And earlier this month, the 10-year celebration of BLM, the People's Justice Festival was in Lamert Park, and the keynote speaker was Dr. Cornell West. Um, Light work. So the movement, as you know, Amanda, came sparked after the Mike Brown incident where he was killed by police in Ferguson, Missouri. And people rallied around that as a movement. And from there, we've seen, unfortunately, an onslaught of other instances related to black men being killed, whether it's from just white men in in the public or police in general. Um, And in both cases, in the case of Mike Brown, we never really got the justice we kind of wanted from the police. And since then, though, Black Lives Matter has become an organization as a global network. And even earlier this month, they had their 10 year celebration for BLM, the People's Justice Festival here in Lamarck Park in L.A., where the keynote speaker was Dr. Cornell West. Um, But what do you think it has been the impact of the movement in the past 10 years? What has changed, do you think? Or has nothing really changed? I think that what's really changed has been more so there seems to be a lot more acceptance and mass by black people that not as much has changed as we thought. Okay. I think that what the black lives matter movement began was an awakening Mm -hmm. in many folks' minds around the one considerable amount of police violence that was happening. Yes. Uh, also just around the concept of black life in America. Mm. And it also was, well, Ferguson itself was, um, you know, really impactful in the use of phones and really like broadcasting out what's happening on the ground. Right. Using social as like a means, as a tool for the movement. And so I think there was something that also changed at that point in realizing that, like, we need to use technology to save ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something that's also changed. Unfortunately, something that's also changed is people's faith in the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. You know, there seems there's there's been like questions about, you know, certain financial things. But I think what I what I always want to bring to mind is that, you know, there's Black Lives Matter, the organization, and there's Black Lives Matter, the actual like social justice movement. Right. right. And the movement of 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 
elevating and amplifying the reality that black lives in this country have never held the same value Mm -hmm. as white lives. And, you know, some people really just don't want to believe that, but it is the actual facts. It is supported by legislation. It's supported by economics. It's supported by access to resources. There's a myriad of ways in which we can acknowledge this. And uh, I think that we are continuing, you know, in that fight right now. We are. 10 years. The fact that this has been 10 years is actually mind blowing to me because I remember being in college during the um, death of Mike Brown and like just so many other people since I've left college. My life has changed significantly in 10 years. So even thinking back, like how much like this movement has shifted, changed and morphed, like you said, you have just the organization itself and people's views behind that, but also just the political and social movement that's on the ground. I think we still see remnants of that have been morphed into other grassroots organizations in certain cities that have kind of taken that mantle to be like, okay, this is what the collective vision was for this uh, movement at the time around police brutality. But we have other smaller issues, or not smaller issues, but other issues that we have to tackle as well in our unique communities and our corners of the globe that we're rallying together to make sure they get done so they aren't overlooked in our um, in our hometowns, which I love to see as well. Well, you know, so, okay, so Black Lives Matter was apparently like, the hashtag itself was born specifically after the murder of Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. And it became a global, like it, it expanded when Ferguson took place right. because of exactly what you're saying. Like Ferguson could have just been something that took place in this small town that mm-hmm. no one knew about. And it became a expansive national mm-hmm. and then even global movement around the concept that this is not just happening in individual places. Like mm-hmm. this is actually like a, a, a worldwide problem. Um, You know, I think that what we're seeing, though, is something that we will look back on. And I think it's fascinating that we're even looking back 10 years on this, Uh because at the time it kind of it felt so nuanced, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's not nuanced, as we know, with Sandra Bland and Philando Castile and, Mm -hmm. you know, and Tamir Rice and, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, et cetera, et cetera. That's the problem. It's not nuanced. Right. I feel like we've been like it's almost like we were like there was like a moment in time where I felt like we. You have Trayvon Martin, there's like a slingshot, if that makes sense. Like we were like pulled back as a community Mm -hmm. and we kind of like went through like all of these moments um, back to back to back. And to your point earlier, because you have like social media now, we realize like, oh, this is a tool for visibilities to to change the narrative about around these situations. Now, I think more than ever, because this isn't a new problem, police brutality. That's that's 10 years ago. Police, police brutality didn't just like start. But at that time, you can mark like, oh, the rise of social media, the rise in which um, I think. Even people were kind of even like hashtags, right? People were, I think, even apathetic in the midst of an Obama administration. One thousand percent. So you have all these things kind of coming together to um, amplify this this movement, and now we're here ten years later. Um, with still more work to do. Well, yes, because it's it's now it's now that it's not just police violence. I mean, we're we're seeing now even with we see the death of Ajika Owens being shot through the door and us having to really like be again on the social media boots on the ground to make Mm -hmm. sure that her shooter is brought to justice. Um, You know, we're seeing the rise of white violence against Mm -hmm. black lives, which was always supported in this country and Uh is now back to I feel like a very prevalent practice And that's why, you know, we have to continue to stay vigilant and we also have to continue to build community and we have to continue to remember that it does not have to be this way. Mm -hmm. It is this way because of choice. This country has chosen to be this way. Right. 
and it could have gone in a different direction. Reconstruction could have set things in a different motion. And it didn't because the Supreme Court at that time decided that they wanted to retain white power in America. Happy Tuesday. This is the Amanda Seal Show. You came here to listen. You came here to laugh. But just now you got to learn. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's good, y'all? This is the Amanda Seal Show. I am your girl, Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, it's time for some more Black Hero News. It is. So Tupac Shakur, it's been 30 years since um, he was unfortunately killed um, in Las Vegas on September 7th, 1996, when leaving a boxing match at MGM Grand on the Las Vegas Strip. The investigation has been unsolved with conspiracy theories surfacing the world, left with more questions than answers over decades. And now, Amanda, 27 years later, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police executed a search warrant last week at the location in Henderson, Nevada, in connection to the murder investigation. Um, and when this news came out, Amanda, I really was just thinking, like, for me, as someone who who is who was born in the 90s, but obviously wasn't alive, well, I was kind of alive when when um, Tupac was around. But we got, we got a little overlap. <laughs> Not kind of alive. Okay. <laughs> 94, baby. 94, baby. Um, I'm always just fascinated when like cultural moments um, become like shit into conspiracy, if that makes sense. I think when we have um, things that happen with like unanswered questions, these pop culture moments become almost like fodder for people to kind of dissect and to relitigate mm-hmm. and things like that. To so the point where I'm like, are y'all really seeking closure or is this really just about... I guess keeping this ner- right. this underground narrative on the web, if that makes sense. So I hear what you're saying. I think though there's something to be said for the fact that these were not just artists. Mm-hmm. Like these were not just like quote unquote celebrities. I mean, we live in a time where I feel like we're just oversaturated. Also, we have so much access to right. the celebrities and the artists that we Too much. support. Uh, but at the time of Biggie and Tupac's passing, I mean, we didn't have that kind of access. And so there was already a certain level of mystery around them mm-hmm. just by nature of the way that media was working at that time. Right. There was no social media. So there was that. But they were also literally the most famous in their field. I mean, they were they, they, It didn't get any bigger than Biggie and Pac at the time of Biggie and Pac. Right. Um and their feud was also storied. So I think what we're, what we're looking at is not necessarily just like people who are making conspiracy, but at the end of the day, like this was a storied like thing, a storied um, issue that already had mystery around it. Right, right. You know, when Pot goes to Quad and he gets shot up in Quad and he thinks that it's Biggie that did it and, Big, you know, there's never any resolution. Apparently, we know who did it mm-hmm. and, you know, et cetera. Like, there's... Then, then Pac smashes Faith and also, like, why did that happen? And so there was already a... The soap opera going yes. on. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it literally ends in the very... In tragedy. Yeah. And so for that... To end in a tragedy, but also an open ended mm-hmm. tragedy, I think for many people is just like an open wound. It's like you were so invested in this, and these folks had become deified by this point. Like there's a certain godlikeness, maybe not to Biggie as much as Pac, but mm-hmm. like folks definitely be looking up to these two folks as like they are larger than life and i i feel like it's a generational thing i think that there is now in this day and age definitely conspiracy theory for everything like we were talking about with jimmy fox how folks are like oh there's a clone it's a clone 
I think with the Pac and Biggie situation, it's less of that and more of a, um, I don't get actually, because there's people in the car right now, like y'all acting like there was no conspiracies. Cause definitely when people, when Pac died, people were like, we never saw the body. There's never anybody. But I think part of that is because they were so big. And there was a same, apparently there was like similar reaction to Elvis. Right, right. JFK. Mm-hmm. People still trying to figure out, people still doing reenactments and mm-hmm. like with the AI, like this is how the bullet came with JFK. Like, but to your point now, when you put it in this cultural context, like there is a, a not a narrative, but a story or a things, Things that people were tracking with Biggie and Tupac, like it becomes like, like I said, like a like a soap opera for like um. This could be a Ryan Murphy show. I, I'm sure it's coming after the strike. Facts. I'm sure Facts. Ryan Murphy presents. Yes. Biggie versus Tupac. <sighs> I don't put it past him. <laughs> what do you all think? One eight five five Amanda eight. One eight five five two six two six three two eight. Do you think that if there were Finally, some closure to the realities of what actually took place with Pac and Big that it w- that would it would make people feel better about you know just the finality of things. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Or are you with the, are you with Jeremiah? You think people just want the the controversy because it makes them feel like they're like, so they lying. lying, they lying. That ain't the truth. One eight five five two six two six three two eight. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Jeremiah, did you take a shower today? Uh, yes. Why you had to think about it? Well, it's been a long day. I'm like, did I take a shower today? <laughs> Did I shower at night or in the morning? So it's like, was it today? Was it last night? It's true. During the summer of Seals, I shower at night. Mm-hmm. But, but only during day. the summer of Seals. Well, also, usually during the day, I'm like at home. Like, I don't leave. So when I leave, I'm like, oh, I come back home and I have to like take a shower. Okay. Does that make sense? Like to reset before I go to bed? Yeah, yeah, that's, I that's see my, that. Yeah, yeah. That's Whatever my thing. Whatever works for you. Um, well, dermatologists, they have some thoughts about this. How often do you think you should shower in a week, Amanda? Just off top. <laughs> Baby, I'm showering every day. Okay. okay. I don't know what the dermatologist <laughs> got to say about that, but I'm showering every day. Well, according to the Today Show, dermatologists are recommending that people shower two to three times a week, Amanda. Skin experts say, while it is ultimately up to personal preference, some experts say that showering too much may lead to skin issues such as dry skin or eczema um so there's no scientific evidence that proves that you need to bathe or shower after a certain period of time it's mostly a matter of personal preference that they're that they're saying are these white people (laughs) these dermatologists must be white (laughs) they have to be because there's no cultural context that's okay because that's where i was gonna go with this (laughs) like ultimately you know one thing about black folks is we not about that smelling we not about musty and we not about ashy these are things that we're not about. So both of those things are dealt with with the shower, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you wash. If you don't put lotion on after you shower, you're going to be ashy. Uh-huh. And the rules. And if, if you grew up in a black environment, they let you know real quick. Real quick. Somebody in here musty. Somebody. Somebody <laughs> in here is musty. I distinctly remember Shayla Perry's mother telling us in the morning, it's time for y'all to learn how to do a quick bath. <laughs> and I, you know, it's actually a whole bath, but right, right. I distinctly remember her informing us that we are musty mm-hmm. and that we need to wipe under them underarms. We need to do a, 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 a quick pass down the, the region, hit the parts. Yes. That's very important. Hit the parts. But I just feel like, where is this coming from? Where is this like movement of nastiness? We <laughs> We already saw that these folks did not want to wash their hands in the pandemic. They didn't want to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So even at the threat of death, can do it. They want to. They want to be dirty. My thing is, every time these these like stories come up, people like are very open about how they don't take showers or they don't. They take half baths. Well, tell like, tell about the people on Good Morning America. <laughs> it's a day show where they oh, were like, I think it was Hoda and um 
George Bush's daughter, um, they were talking about, do you like sh- uh, wash your feet in the shower? Like, are you supposed to wash your feet? And you're like, no, like the water drips down. You just like- it- Hoda said that? Yes. And I was surprised. Hoda, you are a black woman. I said, what's going on, Hoda? We all looking at you with a side eye. You gotta, you gotta scrub them feet, girl. You gotta, Jenna Bush, that's what it is. Well, they had also asked like, do you wash below your knee? Oh, I didn't see that part. And the answer was no. So what are y'all doing? At this point, don't take a shower. Just take, just hit a little quick if you ain't gonna, if you ain't gonna uh, Well, I'm just like, what kind of dirt is hiding behind your knees? If we're not doing that. Also, have you seen people's bare feet? Those be some of the dirtiest parts in your body. If you're not hitting the feet, what are you doing? I'm trying to understand, like, what is the real purpose? Like, what do y'all consider showering to be for? I mean, maybe they just think you're supposed to do it because people go ask you, do you take a shower? So they're like, I got to say yes. Sometimes you have to go, some people are just going into the bathroom for optics. They're not really in there uh, washing. It's like when you were a kid and your parents are like, are you in there actually washing or are you in there just playing in the water? What, what are you doing? Right. You need yes. To hit, like you said, you got to hit them parts. Hit them underarms. Hit every crevice. Come out clean. If I hit them, if I spend them underarms after the shower, I shouldn't smell nothing. At this part, I just like, I, you know what? Keep it to yourself. I don't want to know about if keep y'all. Keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. If you phone can you like, keep it to, keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. And I, and I want people to stop doing podcasts talking about how they don't shower. <laughs> I, want to, I want it to stop. Thank you. I agree. I concur with you, Amanda Seals. So for the record, Jeremiah and I both shower mm-hmm. once a day. And I know in the summer, a lot of cats are showering twice a day. The heat. If you're doing manual labor, you outside. Sometimes you got hit one in the morning, midday, and at night. It's just, it's just what it is. I didn't make the rules, y'all. And either did the dermatologist, for that matter. <laughs> Do so, y'all not smell yourself? Oh my god, they like it. Mm-mm. When I smell, look, I'm like, ooh, what's that? Let me get, in the, let me get in the shower. Because sometimes I forget to put on deodorant, and then I feel away too. That's even worse. Well, I have deodorant in my car now because of that reason. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Because I was like, sometimes you get outside, you like, wait, did I put on deodorant? And it's hot in LA. It is hot in LA. You got to be be able to hit it real quick. Oh, yeah, it's a lot going on. You know, it, it's a lot going on. There's too much going on in the world for it to also smell. Yeah. And that's my thoughts on that. We got more Amanda Seal Show when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We got six second headlines on the way. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for us to get into some 60 second headlines. <laughs> All right, first up, Amanda, in honor of Emmett Till's birthday today, President Joe Biden is planning to name a few national monuments in his honor. Interesting. Okay. I I tried to watch Till Mm. on the plane, but I I knew that it was going to make me sad, so I chose to watch something else. Good choice. Good choice. Choose, choose joy. Um, also, the Mega Millions jackpot has increased to $820 million, Amanda. The next drawing is today, Tuesday. So make sure you get your ticket. <laughs> I'm not a lottery player, are you? I need to be for uh, $820 million. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> also, Snoop Dogg's latest venture is Dr. Bombay Ice Cream. It's officially launched in Walmart, sto- Walmart stores yesterday. Dr. Bombay Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, Snoop got ice cream. He got clothing. He got dog food. Uh-huh. He got cereal. I think he also has like weed. Uh, he should. <laughs> I mean, listen. Entrepreneur. I'm, I'm here for it. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Last up, we got Wesleyan University in Connecticut is now the first uni- major university to end legacy admissions. I love this. I'm actually surprised that it's Wesleyan. Wesleyan is a small university in Connecticut, but it really needs to be going down for the Ivies first and foremost. But mm-hmm. Wesleyan is kind of one of them schools. It's like kind of Ivy, but not Ivy. But at the end of the day, it is very much a necessary movement towards actually like 
creating some semblance of uh, equality in the admissions process. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, there you have it. Those are your 60 second headlines, y'all. You know what it is. It is the Amanda Seal Show and we've got more show for you. So don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh and learn when we get back. California has passed state legislation that will allow some people to attend college for free. We're going to tell you who them people are. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. They call me Jeremiah like the Bible. Look at that. Well. Well. It's a birthday. Well, well. well. We talked about this last hour, but uh, today is the late Emmett Till's birthday. R.I.P. Happy birthday, Emmett. Into the universe. Into the universe. Wherever you hear us us at. Yes. It is also... Jackie Christie's birthday, and I know you watch them shows. So Jackie Christie is hilarious. <laughs> I don't really watch Basketball Wives as much, but there's actually a clip. Oh my god, I, I don't know how I saw this on the internet. Okay, there's like a Lakers fight between Doug Christie, her husband, and I think Rick Fox. I believe they had like a they had like a thing back in the day, and uh-huh. like they are like getting into it and they're like leaving the court. They, they get they get kicked out of the game. They get ejected from the game, and Jackie Christie like comes out of nowhere as they're going into the tunnel. They like get into a fight and she comes up with her purse like to get in a fight with her husband. Hilarious. It's like, where did she come from? <laughs> you see like the cameraman like trying to see what's going on with Rick and um, Doug and uh-huh. you see this lady with a purse come across the camera and then security like picks her up. Hilarious. But I mean, you know, that's what, ride or die. And all these years later, now she's on Basketball Wives. So it, it makes sense. It's right. Are they still married? Yes. Oh, well. They get like married every year or something like that. Like, what you, whatever you got Jack Christie Christie is the original my man my man my man my man <laughs> I promise you I got you I got you alright well what do we got coming up for Black Heart News this hour she lied Amanda she lied who lied Carly Russell y'all it's official we gonna talk about why I don't even know why she lied but she released a statement we're gonna break that down later in this, later in this hour also new legislation in, in California will allow foster ch- children to attend college for free and we got your big up let down and I heard we going to the H Town for the big up. She lied, yo. <laughs> she lied. Oh man, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. Crazier things have happened, though. Actually, I don't even know crazier things. Crazier things have happened recently. This, this like the first big one of the year. The first big crazy headline of the year. This is a book because you know what? The last crazy thing that happened to me in my mind is um the the first one that comes to mind is Gorilla Glue. Oh. Gorilla Glue Girl was also just like, what are we doing, Mama? Well, you know, now they have the calendars they put out every year where, like, they kind of show you the, the cultural moments that happen in every Oh, month. I have never so seen you don't that. Forget. And it's always the end of the year. You're like, wait, all this happened this year? Like, think about, it, like, so much has happened. I have to find one. Like, I saw one recently. And they're like, in the first half of the year, you had, like, John Morant and all that happening. The Usher and Chris Brown alleged, like, fight at that festival. Like, that happened this year. Like, so much has happened. 
need to see one of these calendars. I find that fascinating. Well, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to the daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to my other podcast, Small Doses. Uh, latest episode, Side Effects of Willful Ignorance. All right. Uh, so check that out. When we get back, we're going to get into some Black Green News. We've got to talk about all these things. So don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Time for some Black Hero News. It is. We have good news out of California. Yay! So foster children in California will be able to attend college for free thanks to a new law. So this legislation was just signed into the California state budget this year. As a result, fosters, fostering future will manage cost expectations for foster youth looking to attend any state college. Foster youth will have other costs such as books, food, and housing taken care of as well. Um, officials say the program serves to both increase the likelihood that foster youth can reach their educational goals and also better prepare them for entering the next stage of their lives. So I love to hear this, Amanda. Well, you know, as we've been talking about just this Supreme Court ruling mm-hmm. that basically like undermines affirmative action. And then we just talked about Wesleyan College last uh, break, which talked about their removing legacy admissions mm-hmm. from their college entrance possibilities. This is yet another example um, that I feel like is really indicative of efforts being made to even the playing field. And the reality is that efforts need to be made to even the playing field. And that is what a lot of folks don't want to tell you. That's why they want to come up with these things like, oh, it's victim mentality or everyone has the same access. No, they don't. And we all know that foster programs disproportionately affect black and brown children. We know that. Mm. And then some people will say, well, that's the that's the black and brown people's fault. You know, that's their fault, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the case. Um, There's a systemic institutionalized. um, There's a systemic and institutionalized. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Agenda. You could say that. I mean, there's just at the end of the day, we all know that this country has never wanted black and brown people to win. Right. And they consistently make efforts to hold us back. Mm -hmm. So this is a great, I feel, um, effort to say not only black and brown children, because we know that they are disproportionately affected by the foster system, but just the foster kids in general, Mm -hmm. that this doesn't have to be their full story. You know, and and I've always believed education is the key to liberation. Always. So this was really good news. And. You know, California is not perfect. Ain't nowhere perfect. There's definitely quite a bit of things that actually have to really be get, be dealt with here in California. We have got a housing issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gun issue. Mm-hmm. However, I don't see things like this happening in other places. And uh, I'm really happy to see it happening here. I agree. I, I feel like people often just forget about foster foster youth. Um, I, even like now, like there's like a whole side of TikTok, Amanda, where people talk about just like their experiences in foster care and um, what that what does that look like, whether they're in actual with an actual foster family or like in a group home, and mm-hmm. with, with the, the dynamics of that. And you're like, oh wow, there are so many like just pockets of society that we don't think about in our everyday lives because it don't it doesn't affect us, but these people are greatly affected, like you said, by these systemic issues um, in major ways. Like even people who who have um, means, so to speak, going to college is hard. So imagine if you don't have a parent, a parent system to even help you or guide you into just a higher education, what that looks like and like the likelihood <laughs> of it. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has to be dealt with. And that's the thing. Like these things 
oftentimes just looked at as like, oh, well, you know, that's just what it is. Right. And it doesn't have to be that way. So shout out to this uh, new initiative. And I can't wait to see, you know, just uh, hopefully some success stories that come out of this, you know, that people get a, get an opportunity to go a route that they just didn't see for themselves. Mm-hmm. It means reported that 93% of the foster youth in California have a desire to actually go to college, but only 4% actually attend and graduate. So hopefully we get that 4%, 4% up. I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm just like, it's, it's nice to be able to report some good news. <laughs> There's that. Yes. But we have more show for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have more news for you when we come back here at the Amanda Seals show. We are going to keep on going with some black Year news and we got to talk about Carly. She lied, y'all. Gotta talk about Black. it. What is this? Spoiler alert. She lied. <laughs> we'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. All right. <laughs> yeah, we I mean we talked about this last week. We had we had we had some speculation, Amanda, around the Carly Russell, Carly Russell situation. Yeah. Once there's a press conference with police officials. Kind of just like poking holes, not poking holes, but just giving us the full story of what happened leading up to Carly's um, disappearance. Um, for those who don't know, Carly Russell, the Alabama woman who reported seeing a toddler alongside Interstate before she disappeared and returned home days later, admitted that she was never abducted during the 49 hours she was missing in Alabama. Um, she reported... She was reported missing off a highway in Birmingham suburbs um, the night of July 13th. And after calling 911 to report um, a toddler walking alongside um, the interstate, she returned home on by foot on July 15th. And since then, so much has come out. Um, they've said that she was researching Taken before she uh, before she uh, went missing. She was researching how to how, m- how much does it cost for an Amber Alert and like how old you have to be to get an Amber Alert, like all these different things. And her people finally released a statement because we are like, what is going on? Yeah. So they said there was no kidnapping on July 13th, 2013. My client did not see a baby on the side of the road. My client did not leave the Hoover area when she was identified as a missing person. My client did not have any help in the Why incident. Why does she have a lawyer? Why does she have a lawyer? Yeah. I mean, I think she need one now because she about to go to jail. Well, I don't know if you to go to jail, but something's about to happen. So mm. I feel like it's smart to get somebody on your, on you're your right, side. You're right, you're right. After all of this, all this stuff that's happening. <laughs> I just, I mean, this is so, you know, I because I just, I we hear stories like this. We mm-hmm. hear stories like this of people um, just really creating these fantastical situations mm-hmm. Without any actualization about like what the consequences would be, mind you, we still have a mystery about like where was you at? Right, right. Because um, they said she didn't leave the Hoover area. Um, from the statement, it said that she was actually at a, at a hotel, but she was not with anyone. Um, but she did say it says my client apologizes for her actions to the community, the volunteers who were searching for her, to the Hoover Police Department and other agencies as well, to her friends and family. She's sorry. <laughs> I just feel like that. I, I, this, I think this further proves my initial thought. Where, where she didn't really think this was gonna hit national news. She thought she was gonna do a little, a little play, play, and then come back and be like, just playing y'all, JK. But then they hit the hello, my daughter's missing, right? And now we own Good Morning America, ABC News, the Meta Seal Show, and everybody looking for you. So now she had to come back out and be like, oh, I was in the woods. They took me. It really. <sighs> she ain't think this through, Amanda. She ain't think it through. And I now, just don't, I, she got a lawyer. Yeah, 
I just, I don't think I really understand what happened, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's really, really confusing. And I don't know that we'll ever understand. I hope for her sake that this leaves the headlines quickly. But even if you search her name, Amanda, for the rest of her life, this girl pop up. She can't even. <laughs> You're the only Carly Russell girl. I don't know another color, Carly Russell. First name, first name. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, because I also believe she got, like, laid off from her job, correct? From she the, did. So it's like... She, no, she got fired. <laughs> she didn't get laid off. She got fired. She got let go. Well, she had, probably had too many no-call, no-shows. And then... <laughs> she ain't gonna work. up, Jeremiah. Her boyfriend also was, like, you know, asking people to stop bullying her. Are people really bullying her, though? Yes, Jeremiah. You know people are bullying her. People are terrible. What are you talking about? People are bullying me right now. People are bullies. People are probably hitting her like, I can't believe you did this. You dirty hoe. You scamming hoe. You a scamming. Like, come on. Why are you acting like you don't know the internet? I mean, I've I've seen more so the jokes. I haven't seen, like, people really, like, going Well, because I feel like people are doing, like, the jokes, but, like, actually to, like, her, Uh that, that doesn't shock me at all people are bullied for less yeah you're right they probably already had dms going crazy oh my gosh and you know the way the super sleuths work like they found they probably found her actual home address and are sending her letters via raven do you think her boyfriend broke up with her after this i'm sure her boyfriend was in on this you think so yeah well okay i don't know but if i were her boyfriend i wasn't in on this i don't know player but the other part of it is like, okay, something's absolutely going on in your mentals that you yeah. did this. So like, let's actually deal with that. And like, if you're actually super kind, you might be like, you know what? This is not the time for me to break up with you because mm-hmm. clearly like you're in a crisis. I don't need this kind of heat on me though. But apparently the boyfriend's getting like all these followers from this too, because I guess like he had a face reveal. Like this is a boyfriend because people were trying to say like, he maybe that's the reason why she did all this. And he got all these followers now. People thought he was cute. So oh. his stock went up. <laughs> She's a pretty so, you know. The question is, are the K's supporting her? I ain't heard the K's say nothing. Been quiet. Don't hit that K that hard. Been quiet. Quiet right. with a K. Well. Help you out, sister. Help out. Yes. Help out. Absolutely. This is the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. And that's that's the that's the update. We told you we was going to keep you updated. Mm-hmm. That's the update. Don't go anywhere. We got more show for you. When we get back, a big up let down. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. We up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And I'm Amanda Seals. Amanda, it's now time for the Big Up Letdown. Let's get into it. Today's Big Up, Big Up goes to Houston's own Bun B, the owner of Houston's Trill Burgers by Bun B. Uh, So he opened, him and his partners opened the doors to their brick and mortar. So they've been doing like pop-ups for a while, but they opened the doors to their brick and mortar location of Smash Burger. Uh, Trill Burgers has become one of the most popular burgers in Houston. Moreover, Whataburger. Do you know about Whataburger? I do. Actually, sometimes miss Whataburger. I mean, Whataburger, especially like the breakfast burritos. Like mm. that was, I mean, that, that's a loose name for what's really just right. eggs wrapped up in a tortilla. But, uh, you know, I feel like people are really loving it. They've been having like people come on, do videos mm. and, you know, just getting real excited. And the burgers have been a staple at the Houston Rodeo for the past two years. They've mm. even made an appearance at Coachella. But y'all know that at brick and mortar, like an actual like location, mm. that's a next step. 
That's a big level. We're here now for We're real. We're here now for real. So apparently the lines are long, but people are waiting. People said they got a burger. It was so good. They had to get back in line and get another one. So you know what? If you are out there, go and support Bumby and his partners. Bumby has always been just a super, super dope, supportive person. Uh, you know, when Kanye said, nicest Bumby when I met him at the Source Awards, he was not lying, even though he lies about other things. Uh, but I really appreciate Bumby. And the first time I ever met Bumby was at like a like a private concert thing that okay. was going on. And it was me and my three homegirls. And that man, I, to this day, I don't know how he did it. He went and got us all drinks and brought them back. Like, how do your hands hold all the drinks? Magic, magic. And so, you know, shout out to Bun B, who's also a master black spurt. He did Smart Funny in Black a few years ago when we mm. were in Houston. He was against Ellie Dollar Sign. So that is today's... Big up, big up. Go and get you a Trill Burger, Houston. All right. Today's... Let down. Okay. So somehow I got in it because I commented on a video where Jess Hilarious was saying some transphobic things in response to a trans person who was being, you know, very extra in their assertions around womanhood. Mm -hmm. And I said, both of y'all got it wrong. Uh So this sparked, now Amanda's in it. Mm -hmm. And I have been getting all kinds of messages because now Hollywood Unlocked posted a video because me and because T.S. Madison was on my podcast Small Doses we did a two part episode with T.S. Madison who is an incredible person she's trans she's a performer she's a host she's just fabulous actually she's a master black spurt and T.S. Madison ended up posting a, a clip from the podcast on her page just to show allyship mm-hmm. between um, a cisgender woman, myself and her. Now, I did not, even though I found out when, like, right before I did my podcast, that, like, the term cisgendered is, like, something that a lot of women don't like. Because mm-hmm. you addressed it in that, in that clip. I well. addressed it in that clip. Um, it's gone to another <laughs> level where people are, like, by me af- referring to myself as cisgendered, I am ruining... <laughs> I am ruining the world. Not the world. I am problematic. People are like, I'm unfollowing you. How dare you? You are just the worst of but the worst. I have a question. So, what do you rank on ruining the world from like Rhonda Santis? I, I, all these people, like, where are you on that Where scale? am I on that scale? I would love for them to let me know. Where am I on that scale? But I want to just say something. You know, you can feel how you want to feel about this. Uh, Of course, like logic and rationale becomes irrelevant for a lot of people. They Mm -hmm. just want to feel how they want to feel. And I am somebody who is driven by logic and rationale. Mm -hmm. It also helps me use my energy towards things that are actually worth feeling about versus things that have absolutely no bearing on like how I exist in the world. Right. For instance, the term cisgendered. Uh, But I want to remind people. We have community in every community, specifically black people. We have community in every community. So when we as black people try to ostracize other communities because we may don't we don't like something that someone from that community is saying or we don't like something that a person from that community is is uh, is even achieving. Mm-hmm. We are in essence ostracizing ourselves. Because we don't look at the individual, we're looking at the whole community to suggest that black people should not be in partnership with black people from the trans community is bonkers to me. To suggest that black people should not be in partnership with people from the LGBTQIA plus community beyond just the trans folks is bonkers to me. Black people, we are in every community. We are in those communities. We are in disabled communities. We are in uh, the hard of hearing communities. We are in 
um, people who have reproductive challenges, communities. Mm-hmm. We are we we are everywhere. We are everywhere, and we need all of us. And it is on us to expand our minds to make sure that we are including all of us who are everywhere. All at once. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Jeremy. I have a feeling like you need to add a button. But I just, I want y'all to just think about that. It's about abundance, not scarcity. Stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seal Said It. Give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. And I'm Amanda Seals. Thank you guys for listening. If you missed anything so far, you can check out our daily podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, we're always taking y'all calls on all the topics we have. Maybe you want to share some things you learned this week, like we go over every Friday. So call and tell us those things. Yeah. You call us anytime at one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's go to the phone lines because Monica has some comments about the cisgender and trans people. So, hey, Monica, what's on your mind? Amanda, I just want to say thank you for educating people about what transgender and what cisgender means. People are getting angry over something that it is not necessary to be angry about. Thank you for putting out the education instead of just yelling at people like this is right, this is wrong. There is nothing wrong with transgender. And I love that you're teaching people that they are holding on to the lessons of the patriarchy when they try to fight with each other over gender. That is, it's not necessary. We need to be coming together. Thank you for that. I love your show. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ooh, I was scared. We, <laughs> I didn't know where that was going to go. <laughs> anytime people have thoughts about topics like this, you be like, okay, let me just... <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, but I really appreciate that call, and I really appreciate her understanding that, you know, I, I do get passionate. I get passionate, and I just mm. want to, like, really find a way to like awaken people's mindsets about how to change things and how to accept, you know, and I was telling, there's, there's someone who follows me on Instagram, um, who she's an older sister and she's an elder actually. And, um, she was telling me that she really feels that the whole cisgender thing is, um, taking away her I'm just going to read what she said okay for me it isn't erasing it's stepping into spaces that women fought for us to be in cool you're not born assigned a gender then accept the sacrifices that come with it create a lane for trans folks to assign a label to me other than female slash girl slash woman is not cool and yes I know about the use of female I don't relate to every woman but beyond being human and black I don't relate to a trans woman's experience at all I definitely don't relate to the surface matters of hair, nails, makeup, etc. So this is my response. Okay. And this is somebody I respect. I feel like she always has like really dope commentary. Mm. I find that to be a very reductive reasoning. Sis is not label is not a label being quote unquote put on you. It is the reality of your existence. Also to say that being cisgendered women fought also to say that because cisgendered women fought for a space that it cannot be made available to trans women it's simply carrying forth the same gatekeeper attitudes that prevented women from having the spaces they had to fight for Mm -hmm. there is room for everyone womanhood is a vast existence that contextualized that's contextualized by each woman differently to you the surface matters mean little to other women they are their identity 
Ultimately, the idea that trans women are encroaching on womanhood is simply that, an idea. Perspective is the only thing that changes its reality. This will be going on in your DMs. We just be sending memes in mine. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just say, so in her, this is why I find hysterical about this conversation. Even in her in her first um, message, she named like three versions of, she said, girl, female, lady, all these different things. I think people are like, because people in the comments are like, I'm a biological woman. Don't call me cisgender. But those two things mean the exact same thing. Literally the exact it's same like thing. It's like if I said, don't call me homosexual, call me gay. Those two things mean the exact same thing. Literally. Or don't call me skinny, call me slim. Well, this is what, which is why. <laughs> like, what are we talking which about? Which is why I can't support the assertion of just I, I told you what I want to be called. Don't don't because your your reasoning for not wanting to be called that is not grounded in logic and mm. it's not grounded in anything intellectual. It's grounded in bias and bigotry, mm. and so therefore it can't be respected. Sorry, don't hate me. Well, well, your yeah, argument is also just contradictory. You saying don't call you what you just. That's what I mean by it's not intellectual. Well, yeah, and it's and it's illogical. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. It's irrational. All right. A lot of teaching. A lot of teaching. Here. That's why we listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it's it locked. school book. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. All right. Blacker News, what do we got? Well, coming up, we're going to talk about um, more on the writer's strike because reality stars, like, they want a piece of the pie, Amanda. The actor's striking, the writer's striking. They said, what about them? And Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives of New York is at the front line. Can you hear my eyes rolling? <laughs> Okay. Plus, the football coach at FAMU stopped all football-related activities after this music video was shot in the locker room. They had <laughs> the rappers, the cameras. I said, oh, this is the shoe. What's, what's comedy to me is how people are surprised, but <laughs> carry on. Um, but it's also an update on that story as well. Plus, okay. Amanda in the comments, because I heard your comments been kind of they're kind of crazy sometimes. They're also like fun sometimes. Yes, a lot. they are a wide range. I mean, we heard how kind of how your DMs are at last break, so I'm I'm excited to see what's happening in the comments. Yes, <laughs> um, I think it's really just uh, a fun time to let y'all know what's happening and how I'd be wanting to respond. And uh, I don't think people really understand what goes on in the comments. And here you get paid to respond. Hey, hey. Let's go talk about how black do we feel today? Ooh, how black. Do we feel today? Hey, we're going to get into all that. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. Remember, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, it's time to get into the Black Hero News of it all. It is. So as writers and actors are striking um, across Hollywood, New York, things of that nature, Bethany Frankel, you know, of Real Housewives of New York, um, is demanding that fair pay for reality stars. She says that Hollywood actors don't respect reality stars. And any leaks actually is standing in solidarity with Be- uh, Bethany Frankel. They're advocating for fair pay and residual payments and joining the ongoing strike. Reality stars do not see, receive compensation for their repeated use of their likeness, and they're calling for a change in the industry because of this, Amanda. 
Do you think you can support it? Stand in solidarity with the girls, with the women? You know, what I think is interesting about this is the fact that they are actually a big part of the reason why uh, wages went down. Hmm, because, you know, reality stars had nothing. There, there was no value to them other than like being able to carry out a theme that somebody had created, whether it was mm. basketball wives, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So people were coming in that actually didn't have... Um, they had no, they didn't have a precedent, right? So they didn't have like any level of cachet mm. within this field. So they couldn't challenge for more money, et cetera, et cetera. So what happened is reality was booming. And also the actual reality theme, like, sorry, the actual reality format is so much cheaper to shoot mm-hmm. that a lot of these networks just said, well, we're just going to do that. Instead of doing, you know, actual like creative projects that are around scripted ideas that are around, you know, more involved nonfiction processes, et cetera. So a lot of us looking at them like, you know, y'all lowered the bar (laughs) and now you want to be over here like challenging us trying to raise the bar. Um, I don't think that it's a matter of like us looking down on reality TV, but I think there's a definite difference in the type of actual in the genre, like mm. in the art, in the artistry of it. And when you, when you really do scripted, you really do unscripted that is actually dealing with topics that are related to things that really change the world, whether it's politics, whether it's documentary, whether it's, um, you know, even the comedians, I think we're looking at art forms. Mm. I don't think we look at reality TV as an art form, even though I know a lot of people that work in reality TV and are like, it is an art to reality. I think it's just, it's like in Greek theater, there's high art and low art. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Lysistrata and Medea, <laughs> low art and high art. I mean, I think I'm, 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 I'm conflicted on this. So on one hand, I do, I do understand like how in the industry of entertainment and television, how kind of reality stars became the cash cow for networks. They didn't have to like pay actual like traditional actors. Yeah. And they kind of felt, felt that loo, especially during the 2008 writer strike. Um, but also, I, I see the impact of reality TV. Like, you can't go on the internet without seeing a meme of Nene Leakes anywhere that's been birthed from her time at um, at the Real Housewives on Bravo um, over her tenure there. So I think, I think in a sense, it's you guys are kind of um, looking at two different people. But in a sense, like you see, we talked about a lot. Every industry is kind of doing people dirty. Like they, yeah. they've milked y'all for what y'all had. And it's like, all right, next, next set of uh, housewives. We don't need you no more. Even like Nene had like a lawsuit um, with Bravo, I think, or the um, production company who does Real Housewives of Atlanta a, a, a few years ago. Um, but like she built that franchise for the most part. Like she's like one of the most known housewives. And now she's not even on the show no more. Like you're easily replaceable and we're still, and we're still um, moving this train without you and you aren't getting paid for it. So I think now- in the midst of everybody else kind of putting their hand up saying, we need rights, we need more, we need more. You see them like, well, maybe we need we need something too. Even though they didn't there's negotiate no- it on the front end. Kind okay, of, they no, came you know in. what? Okay, I will actually say there's definitely validity to that in the fact that these brands are basing it on these people's lives, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, these lives are um, what they're using to carry forth the mm-hmm. brand. Like Real Housewives of Atlanta is based on like these women's lives. Uh, lies, quote, in quotes. <laughs> in quotes. Lives, cut out the V, lies, <laughs> right? Same. Lies and lives. I think overall what it is is just continued exploitation of like mm. actual subjects. Mm. 
Um, I don't think that what these women are sharing is actual like intellectual property in the sense of like, it's not creative, it's not art, but it's still right. their likeness. Sure, like, yeah. And that it, that alone does have value. And as a reality star, really that's all you have. <laughs> all yeah, you have that's is, literally all you have. All you have is your catchphrases and your me. So I think that ultimately like, it's not the same thing, mm. but it is the same space. It's the entertainment industry mm. again exploiting the people that it's using to make its money. Because be making the money. Oh, they're making the money. Baby. The money's there. The money is there. What do you all think? One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Am I being too hard on the reality stars? Am I? Am I? Am I being bougie? Am I being elitist? Probably. Hit me up one eight five five Amanda eight. You know the number. When we get back, we got more show for you. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. What's good, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, what happened at FAMU? <sighs> what didn't happen at FAMU? <laughs> so FAMU suspended all football-related activities this past Friday after Real Boston Richie, a rapper, filmed an unauthorized music video in the team's locker room. So the video, which was, which was posted to YouTube, show Richie rapping explicit lyrics to his song Send a Blitz so Blitz get football. it uh, yeah. what's long- funny is I use that <laughs> I use oh, yeah. the term Blitz in our morning meeting today and I was like I don't know if y'all know this because none of y'all know about actual football um, but he was alongside several alongside several of the FAMU players Richie is also seen wearing a FAMU um, shirt and a team helmet while in the locker room the Rattlers coach was not feeling this because coach William Willie Simmons then tweeted a message to explain that while he's a proud proponent of free speech and supports all forms of musical expression he goes on to say that this is his football team and as ambassadors of FAMU, they have a responsibility to protect the university's image. He suspended all activities, but I guess he had to change of heart because today, um, or yesterday, he um, basically released a statement saying they did an investigation and they're going <laughs> to reinstate the, um, the activities. Well, yeah, I mean, y'all got football to play. <laughs> yeah, they not. They, they like, we got to get these. We got to the get game. back on. Yeah, we got to get back on the field. We got to get this practice together. I mean, I know that like, okay, so our EP was like, how would this happen? But as somebody who went to college, like they don't be securing these colleges. They y'all. don't. They don't. And I, I, Real Boss of Richard probably looks like a young person. So he probably just had some homies and they was like excited mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, coming to coming to gym. Because even um, some of the LSU players um, were in, like, Lotto's video for uh, Put It On The Flow. Yep. They had made, like, cameos. I'm like, oh, they, also all the athletes just out in the music videos these days. Listen, because the athletes are stars now. Mm-hmm. They get to, And they can get paid for being athletes. But I'm surprised they didn't think this through, the football players, because... One thing about HBCUs, they're very about being respectable. So the fact they thought that he was going to the locker room and shoot a whole music video. And well, I, I think if the video didn't have explicit language, it wouldn't be that big right. of a deal. But also, y'all are also literally in y'all like y'all athletic wear with the school logo. Y'all just in a locker room. Cause you've, you've been to like a, a, a athletic department. It's like literally everything in there yes. is like trademark. Bam, 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 bam. Bam. It's like, oh, y'all could have went to the, the gym. I mean, the real issue is more so like fans probably like you use our logo without paying us. Listen. That's probably the real issue. It didn't even about respectability it's about the fact that like you use our spaces you use our logo and you did not ask for commercial use well you know they was gonna take the girl to a uh, degree two years ago at this point where she was naked on a rattler too yeah her grad photos fam you're not playing with y'all listen they said if it's on a campus they rattlers keep it cute but put it on mute <laughs> that was my rattler that yes. was my snake sound yeah, I'm well, rat All right, okay. y'all. I'm happy to right. get to play, though. Of course they get to play. <laughs> that would be completely counterintuitive. I mean, are they going to win? I don't know, because, you know, I they say, like, the HBCU football team is a little shaky-bakey, so. 
You're doing a lot of talking. I think you should really be careful. Just as a friend, you should be careful. Don't drag Howard, y'all. We, we, we know our problems. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Black Hearing News. Coming up, I'm going to go into the comments. People be mm-hmm. saying things to me across a spectrum of... Uh, Topics, and I'm gonna address them right here on the Amanda Seal Show. So keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And you know what it's time for? Amanda in the comments. Amanda in the comments. Amanda goes in the comments. So. A minute in the comments is my segment where I re- I talk to y'all about some comments that people have left me over this social media landscape. And it's been a very interesting week. Um, I think that, you know, the reality is, is that people also don't necessarily think I'm actually reading the comments. Mm. But baby, I read <laughs> she the does. comments. She does. I read the comments for a number of reasons, uh, largely in part because I actually learn from mm. the comments quite often. And uh, sometimes, though, I also have to teach. In the comments. And sometimes people are just plain old mean in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, well, last week we had the actor strike pop off. Yes. And people had a lot to say. Um, but there was one particular comment that stood out where someone said, it is just entertainment. Such an, such an insignificant part of society. Mm-hmm. Yes, I watch TV and movies and listen to music. I can also do without it. The amount of money involved in it is just stupid. So here's the thing. Um, just entertainment is such a wildly like minimizing way of looking at art that has been out here for over a century now. Mm -hmm. And that is an extension of the art that has been in our presence for centuries upon centuries upon centuries. Okay. Like theater became movies, Mm -hmm. became TV, became, yeah, but radio's on a strike. Theater became movies, became TV, and that has become Mm multi-genre, right? So when we look at entertainment, we also know that entertainment is not simply just to entertain. Like once upon a time, I think that was the thought process, but that's when we had like, you know, um, circuses that just had people that were weird and it was like, oh, look, you can come and look at this. You know, you had magic. You know, that was just for the sake of entertainment. I mean, we understand now that entertainment has such a far reaching capability. Entertainment is something that is used for wellness, for self-care, right? Uh, Entertainment is also used for teaching, for educating. Entertainment is also used for bringing together and for community building. So to simplify it as something that is just not necessary, maybe it's not necessary for you, Susie Blue, but I can ultimately say that me as an individual, I have been made a better person and I have enjoyed my life here far greater having access to entertainment as well as being the person creating the entertainment. So that's our first comment right there. All right. All right. Now, next comment. So I was really um, appreciative when I saw this message because I just put up an episode of Small Doses, Side Effects of Willful Ignorance. Mm -hmm. And my podcast can be heard wherever you get your podcast, but it can also be seen on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. And someone in the comments said, so is this sister not a contemporary philosopher? Minus a dissertation, maybe. If we stay tuned, the question will be answered within a few decades. Black women philosophers, where do we find them in our history? Hmm. A practical philosopher, that, in my opinion. Ah! I was so touched! Okay, philosophy. I was so touched. 
much because I think that this is a lost part of our conversation having. Like, I feel like once upon a time, philosophers were folks who were thinking about the world and conceptualizing ways in which we interact with each other, the ways in which we interact uh, as a society with the actual earth, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it's by thinking and being able to think freely and kind of like throw things against the wall and, you know, consider ideas that aren't fully fleshed out that you start to imagine new ways for change, new ways for living, you know, solutions, et cetera. And I don't feel like we get to do that, particularly with social media, because now it's like, if you don't come out with an exact perfect thought process, when you say it, then they're going to come for you. See, now you forgot or you got this wrong or you didn't say. So I really appreciated that he saw that because I consider myself a philosopher and I consider myself to be somebody who tries to genuinely use my brain to look at the world and challenge things that we may have gotten too comfortable with that actually are harming us. Right. Last comment. So I spoke earlier in the show about how um, there's a whole situation going on about the conversation around transgender and cisgender. And uh, somehow I got in it and now I'm in a post on Hollywood Unlocked because Mm -hmm. uh, T.S. Madison, my good sis T.S. Madison posted a video from our podcast, Small Doses episode where she was joining us. And um, someone in the comments said, Amanda, you were the first response. You're reading. You're bored and out of work because Issa blackballed you. Now you a podcaster. Oh, I know you was blackballed. Either did I. (laughs) I think it's fascinating how people have come up with like a whole narrative Mm. where like there's like a good guy, bad guy between like me and Issa Rae. Mm. And neither of us have ever said anything about each other that is disparaging. Mm. Literally, ne- neither of us. Right. But they have come up with this. Uh, and then in, and in this scenario, I am the bad guy. Mm. Um, and I find this also fascinating because people think that people who are working don't have time to read comments. Mm. And y'all are at work leaving comments. So do you think that... I don't have time to read comments because I work for myself, honey. So I have time to do what I want to do. And I do read the comments. I find them fascinating. Uh, The comment she's saying is in response to is because someone had said, I was following you, but now that you refer to yourself as cisgender, I have to unfollow. And I said, adios. (laughs) Adios. That was the straw that broke the camel back. That was a straw. So that's Amanda in the comments, y'all. I hope you had a fun time. Be Be kind in the comments. Be kind. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. See Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And you know what time it is for? Mm. How black do you feel today, Jeremiah? I'm feeling like somebody's like grandpa black because I bought me this little recliner (laughs) for my (laughs) my balcony. It's like a little, uh, like a little port chair, but it Uh reclines back and it came today and I was like, Ooh, let me put this on my balcony. And then when I leaned back, I was like, who am I? Who who is this old man on this port? I mean, on this balcony, like just lean back reclining. I was like, I need me a little lemonade. I need me a little book. Just, I felt real like. Not the lemonade. You Did you get you a Werther's Original as well? I might as well have. Listen. <laughs> in a minimum spot. Y'all get, stop laying out all this air in my house. Close it up. <laughs> I lay in my Quit air out. on my lawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling, feeling. All right. All right. But it's a good feeling. Yeah. I like it. I like it. We love it for you. How black are you feeling today? I'm feeling uh, Tracy Morgan's character on SNL, Brian Fellows, Black. 
So that's very, 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 very specific. Because Tracy Morgan had a character on SNL that was Brian Fellows, and he had animals, mm-hmm. and he was like Brian Fellows, Animal Kingdom, and y'all, we have two new kittens in this house. But they're getting a little older now, so they get to, like, run around the house. Okay. So I feel like I'm in an animal kingdom. Like, before, it was like they had their little room. Mm. So, like, we would go and interact with them in their little room. But now, it's like... Everywhere. I was in the I was in my office today, and they were in there with Jordy. And I'm telling you, I just heard sounds. All you heard was... Not meow. Jumanji. Meow. <laughs> like... And, yeah, I'm talking about you, Jordy. And it was just... Um, I was like, oh, this is going to be different. This is going to be different. We have two new lives in this house, two mm-hmm. new souls. In addition to the three you already had. Correct. So I'm Brian Fellow, the animal, mm-hmm. animal kingdom. You might get you a new, a new uh, PETA ad now with your new animals. I mean, I still don't shop. <laughs> you know, it's still, I still sh- 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 blah, adopt don't shop. Y'all know about it. So I'm proud of that. Uh, so that's how we black, that's how black we feel today, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. We got more show for you, y'all. So don't go anywhere because we're going to still be black when we get back. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're so up that we want to get your vocabulary up too. Okay. Because it's time for word of the day. Are you ready? I I guess so. Let's do it. Let's do it. The word is ameliorate. Ameliorate. Um, Sounds like obliterate. (laughs) Um, So to destroy, to to dissipate. (laughs) Mm, Actually, it's the opposite. Okay. So not to destroy. So to... um, to amend, to, to solve. Yes. To, to it is a formal word that means to make something such as a problem better or more tolerable. Okay. So when I went to the islands and I got bit up by mosquitoes, I had to find me some Calmon lotion to ameliorate the itch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember that, time, remember that time I had to come to your house because my hand burnt off my mouth? <laughs> That's what I thought about. And you gave me that cream. Yeah. <laughs> One time I was trying to change some liquid in my car on the side of the road. Again with this car that I hate, it's by the flashed. way. Also, I you know your parents teach you stuff like don't do certain things, but even in the moment you forget about it. So my dad my dad always like let the car cool down before you like open anything. I'm like not thinking. I open this little uh cap. The, the cap with the fluid, it burst in my hand, hot, burnt my hand, thought I was gonna die. <laughs> On my way to Amanda's house, actually. So I'm like, do I go home? Do I? I don't know. I think you were closer to my house than you were. I was close to your house. I was like, I might just go to Amanda's house. Even though I'm about to like, I literally text you. I was like, my car is, I I don't want to. I'm not even knowing that he's harmed. I'm just, because it happened so fast. I literally was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't call my daddy. I'm like, oh God, (laughs) my hand finna fall off. (laughs) I come, so I came to your house and you gave me like this cream. That's what made me think about like the aiding to ameliorate. Ameliorate. The cream ameliorated my my burn. And I don't have no burn scars, y'all. That's really what I was worried about. I'm like, I'm going to have a burn scar. You are so vain. I'm going to be oh a my burn I was scared. Well, I, actually, I like kicked something out of anger the other day and like busted up my toe. Mm-mm, see? And it started feeling better. And then today I stubbed my toe. Now you're going to be at the 20, 24 Olympics, Amanda. <laughs> 
All right, what do we got going on for this hour? This hour, we have politicians say the darndest things per usual. Also, we have 60 second headlines and the big up letdown. And the letdown is some of y'all that's hopefully maybe listening in the comments. I don't know. I don't know. But just stay locked to find out if you on that list. All right now, that's what I like to hear. So keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can always catch us wherever you get your podcast, and you can check out my latest episode of Small Doses Podcast, Side Effects of Willful Ignorance. You can also watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Also want to remind you that you can check me out on YouTube. Sorry, you can check me out on Instagram Live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9... No, is it 7 p.m. Pacific? Yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, going down on Thursday. It'll be Amanda Talks America. Oh. Yes. I'll be talking about what's going on out here with the people living out there. All right. All right. So mark your calendars. Join me on Instagram Live at Amanda Seals, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on Thursday for Amanda Talks America. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. All right, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for... Politicians say the darndest things. So today we have the 40-year-old governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was recently on Fox and Friends, and she had this to say about her state of Arkansas. Our message is Arkansas is open for business. We're glad we're doing as well as we are. We have an unbelievably strong economy. We're continuing to cut taxes and still invest in things like education and public safety. Just remember when you get to Arkansas, don't forget why you left California in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Okay, so nobody's leaving California to go to Arkansas. So let's just start there. Where is Arkansas? Exactly. So let's just do that. Arkansas is like... By Georgia over there, like above Alabama, I think. Yeah, it's like over, I think it's like above Mississippi to the west of Alabama, maybe. Yeah, so there's that. Two, um, they're like ranked like something like 47th in economies in the nation. So I don't know, like good for you that you're having gains, but like you're not in any way and in a position to like have people say, I'm going to leave California, which has... The number one economy, by the way, California literally has a fourth, like, boomingest economy in the world. Right. Like, more than countries. Also, man, ain't nobody checking for Arkansas for education. Coming up uh, on the next Amanda mm, Seals show. Mm, mm, I'm not going to know a state where she's the, where she's That's in the leadership. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's a red flag. Again, I have to remind you, this woman, you know, I don't trust her because evil is emanating from her and this makes her look old. She was 35 when she was the, you know, press secretary secretary for Trump and she looked 57. Now she is 40 and she looks 57. So I just feel like that's not somebody that we want to get behind. Also, she's talking about like, oh, our economy is growing. You literally have the most lax labor laws and now you have allowed for child labor to be reinstated in your state and there have been kids that have died. So let's let's cut it out. Let's cut it out. If anything, your economy is growing because you have 11-year-olds working at like chicken slaughterhouses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cut it out. She said we gotta gotta compete with California. We gotta get these kids to work. Come to the beach, y'all. Put in the work. Come to the beach. All right, that's that. Uh, Politicians do be saying the darndest things, don't they? They do. When we get back, we got some second headlines. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, we about to get out of here, y'all. 
Yossi Amanda Seals, Sean Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday. We covered a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. We talked about Carly Russell, y'all. How she lied and said she wants y'all to accept her apology because she's a nice young lady. <laughs> also, we, we talked about just the impact of Black Lives Matter because it's been 10 years since the movement actually, you know, became the global entity and organization. And so much has happened since then on the ground um, in our communities. We also talked about the update on the Tupac murder investigation. And we also talked about how often we shower or how often you should shower. We shower daily on the Amanda Seals Yeah, show. we do. I can't speak for these other shows out here, mm. but over here. And we use soap. Mm-hmm. We wash all parts of our body. The we, we use wash rags, loofahs. Like we use things that actually like mm-hmm. exfoliate the skin. She's an African African, it's like a word for it. African net, like a net sponge. Because they don't hold odor. Okay. Like a washcloth. Like a, I guess like a fabric washcloth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. And it exfoliates your skin. Nice. Um, so we talked about that and you went off about your comments because people have been bullying you. Stop bullying, y'all. Stop, Please. Stop, stop, stop bullying. Stop. And stop cyberbullying Carly Russell for her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All the above. We talked about Tupac's murder investigation, Black Lives Matter celebrating 10 years. We just talked about a lot of things mm-hmm. that I feel like, uh, you know, are important. So make sure if you missed any of the episode that you go and check out the Amanda Seals show on wherever you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, coming up on Wednesday's show, we're going to have all your Black news. we got the big up let down. Another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. And uh, we'll have a new feature. So look out for that. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to be? Well, you guys stick around to find out. That's the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. Coming up Wednesday, we got more Blackberry news, the big up let down, plus politicians say the darndest things. And we'll learn the word of the day. That's coming Wednesday on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.